boys back. Philanthropy and Focus, the nonprofit sector coming at you. Nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic, two flights up in the kitchen. It's funny when you think about being the nonprofit sector connector. Well, I think about it. It's funny when I think about it because the coffee cup I have is from Rise and Spirit, which is a combination of uh, Rise Life Services and Spirit of Huntington Art Center. They bought the building as a new entity. Uh, Rise and Spirit, I'm drinking my coffee mug there. Allied Physicians Group. Shout out to uh, Allied Foundation, my friend Heather, my friend Heather Edwards. Right, I this purple shirt that I'm rocking this morning, gang. If you can't see it, I'm telling you. If you're only listening, I'm closing my eyes as I tell you this. I'm wearing a purple shirt, and it's from my friends over at Options for Community Living. Tommy, you better slow down, kid, so you can speak more clearly. I want to tell you what it says on the back of this shirt, but I wore purple because purple and light blue apparently are the colors of AD. RC Alzheimer's Disease Resource Center. My guest, Lauren Vlacos, is here. Lauren, before I try to find out what it says on the back of my shirt, because obviously I took it on a different uh, camera or phone or whatever, let's say good morning. How are you? What's going on? Good morning, Tommy. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm all right, man. I'm okay. Womp, womp, Eeyore. Not, not kidding. Not at all. I'm fired up, man. You know this. Yo, you said something the other day to me like, hey, I'm just excited. It was maybe it's on social media and you're like, I'm excited for you to bring your energy. So I will do the best I can. I will try to elevate a little bit. I'll try to elevate. Well, here's what it says on the back of this shirt, Lauren. It says, and I thought this would be a cool place to just maybe frame our conversation. Maybe not. Let's see. On the back of this purple shirt from Options for Community Living, it says, resilience, the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress. It means bouncing back from difficult experiences. You know, I bet there's a lot of those conversations that go on amongst the community at Alzheimer's Disease Resource Center. So resilience is certainly something we all need. And I have four children, as you know, and in raising these four children, I'm constantly saying, man, let's go. Let's go. Let's go pick it up. Let's get right back after it. Let's get back at it. And, you know, whether it be an athletic endeavor or I will say uh, one of my children, told me about their grades. So I'm not going to call out who it is, but one of my four, their grades. And this individual mentioned some grades. And I was like, well, everything sounds awesome. Uh, but I'm wondering why why we can't get those 88s and 89s and 92s and 93s. And what would be the differentiator? What would be, you know, and I was not disappointed. They did incredibly well with these grades. And I was just saying, yo, maybe there's an area opportunity. Maybe we can accelerate and elevate a little bit. You know, I wasn't disappointed. I was just curious. You know, I think it's all about curiosity, Lauren. So talk about curiosity, Lauren. I'm going to do something that maybe you didn't expect me to do. But I'm going to read an email you sent me right here live. And it says like this. Hi, what are you doing March 14th? I need you. I'm hosting an education conference and I need an MC. Thinking of who do I know with a fabulous personality and guess who came to mind? I guess you were thinking about me for that role and you called me out and you you asked me to do it. And that's why you're here again on the show to talk about this event coming up. Obviously what your organization does, but also specifically to that event. So what's going on, my friend? I miss hanging out with you. I'm excited. I'm going to see you next week when we go for our kind of walkthrough of the event and the whole thing. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited. Thank you for having me today. So yeah, um, our organization is going to host an education conference. It's going to take place on Thursday, March 14th at Stony Brook University. It's all going to take place though in one building, which is the Student Activity Center. And we have an amazing day planned for our, our guests. And so the conference is really geared toward two audiences, Tommy. Those who are caregivers, maybe they're taking care of a loved one now and they're looking for resources and support. And those who are professional caregivers who are actually in the industry supporting families and helping to take care of loved ones. And so a, a, a wonderful day has been planned for those folks. Uh, we're going to start in the morning around 9 a.m. We have breakfast, a lot of networking. We have a lot of vendors who are going to be on site sharing their their resources and their services with the community. So if an individual is looking for some resources or just want to really know more about the journey that they're going to be on, if their loved one does have cognitive decline, this is the place to be. I love it. Yeah. 
it's going to be awesome. And then we, we actually have a caregiver panel. So we have individuals, five of them, who are going to really speak about their experience. And they come from different walks of life and they're taking care of different individuals. You know, one individual is taking care of their spouse, but another individual is taking care of their mother. One individual is taking care of two of her family members who are impacted by dementia. And so, again, their stories they're going to share with us. And the, uh, the underlining theme of most of their stories, Tommy R., is that you can't do it alone. It's just too overwhelming to take care of someone without having some kind of support system in place. And that's a lot of what the conference is going to offer a lot of these folks as well. After the caregiver panel, we have amazing breakout sessions. So folks are going to be able to choose uh, a different workshop that they would like to attend. We have five different ones. Um, and again, really, what, what are their interests? Do they need to learn a little bit more about like the financial planning and, and legal um, information to make sure that they have their own ducks in a row and their family member does. Uh, we have a program on Montessori approaches. So normally you might think Montessori, well, all right, children, but no, someone with cognitive decline, you could set up your home in a Montessori way and it allows them to have a lot more independence for a longer period of time. You yeah, know, just, just making uh, things accessible. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want, you know, like we're going to get into the resource center as an organization shortly and, and really kind of frame that. You know, it's uh, what's coming up for me right now is a couple, well, a couple ideas. And one is self-care is not selfish, gang. So if you are a caregiver, please be mindful that you must take care of yourself. It is you. And it's funny. We were I didn't know I'd say this on the show, but it's funny. I was I was goofing about something I said about when the oxygen mask falls from the sky in the plane and they say, you know, put on your oxygen mask first. And look, that's become cliche. But guess what? A lot of things are cliche is because it's real. And like if you don't take care of yourself, you are useless for anybody else. And we only have so much capacity and bandwidth as human beings. So be mindful of when you kind of need your own break and you need to step away and you need that that respite. Um, and, and I, I hope, and I imagine, and if not as well, <laughs> because I'm the MC, I might get to sneak in a question or two to the panel and find out about, you know, what does that look like? You know, how can I find a, a respite and self-care? Because, you know, obviously no one plans quote unquote for having a, a family member or even yourself having a, cog a cognitive disability or any disability for that matter. Right. Um, so life was going on and then this situation happened it wasn't like he was running a business or she was running a, a law firm or whatever and and all of a sudden this this entered into their lives right it was not a strategy for well let's strike that maybe there's strategy for it and i think that's some of the stuff we're going to learn but it was not an, an expectation that this was going to happen now it is a uh, disruption in someone's life it could be a disruption in their livelihood and what do you do right so a lot of that i think is what we're going to cover uh at uh, at the uh at the event which is march 14th at stony brook university student activity center we're going to talk more about it in the as the show goes on this morning but i felt like it was important to just bring those pieces up take care of yourselves folks so you can take care of other people put on your oxygen mask in reality or just in you know, in reference to that, be be mindful to take care of yourselves. I I have to remind myself. I mean, you know what? We all have to because you, you know, this is a silly reference, but you know what? I think it proves it. Do you remember the show Full House? Right. So, which is our, our era, you and me, right? That's our era. And Uncle Jesse, played by John Stamos, who I good looking fella. I know he was a heartthrob. I, I don't know if he's still a heartthrob, but I know like. You know, he was, I think he was a soap soap opera actor, and then he was on Full House. Uncle Jesse, Uncle Jesse Katsopoulos. I remember this episode, and it stands out for me. I didn't know that I'd ever bring it up for, like this, but Uncle Jesse would do this thing, and it would be like, you know, DJ would need something. He's like, I got you, babe. And then Michelle would need something. He's like, I got you, babe. And then Danny Taylor would need something. Danny, uh, wasn't his name Danny Taylor? Isn't that the guy? The, the, Danny, right? He, he would need something. And Uncle Joey would need something. And then he, I got you, babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. And he's got the band, Jesse and the Whalers. Like, and he's rocking out, right? I got you, babe. And then all of a sudden, like 12 minutes into this 26-minute episode of the show, he's toast. He doesn't have anybody, man. He doesn't have Jesse. He's not looking out for himself. And like... That was like the thing that I remember that, you know, I'm probably 12 at the time, 
watching that show. But now at 46, many, many years later, I still remember that ridiculous episode. Or I guess it's ridiculous that I remember that episode is a better way to say it. But the point is it resonated because it was telling, it was a telling story that like you can't do it all. You can't be Superman, Superwoman. So find that time to take care of yourself and and kind of set some boundaries, right? I mean, have you found that in in your experience as, you know, as a leader of your organization or even the work you've done, you know, with Boy Scouts in the past? I mean, why don't, let's use that as, Frame it who you are, Laura, because for some people, they never heard you on my show before, although you are a returning champion on on. <laughs> Tell, let's set a little bit of that and and how how that lands upon you. Want to talk about Full House more? We could do that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Tell me about that. Um, well, you even started talking about resilience as well. So um, my background is I actually was a U.S. Peace Corps volunteer. So I spent almost three years in West Africa and I just saw the people there were so resilient, Tommy, um, and the fact that they were incredibly humble as well. Um, after that experience, you're right. I worked for the Boy Scouts of America, and we, we were constantly um, educating youth on leadership development and, and the importance of taking care of themselves, being resilient, um, and kind of being a leader in that as well. If other people see us take care of themselves, then they do. Now in my current role, um, you know, I oversee the staff. And again, they see that I take time for myself. I go to yoga. I'm into gardening. I'll leave early if my kids have an, uh, you know, an, an event or an activity or something because life is short and, you know, you have to make time to, to do all those things. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and it's like our, 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 you know, our home life shouldn't be just 50%. Work is 50%. Like things should be in quarters. Like your health is a quarter, you know, taking care of your health, eating well, exercising, your work is a quarter, you know, having purpose, enjoying the work that you do. Your family is a quarter. You know, you have four kids. I have three. I'm sure you have some pets thrown in there too. (laughs) The dog Cheeto, he's a rescue dog. We do have one Cheeto. Yes. (laughs) Like I have two dogs. I got a cat. It's like a whole menagerie going on. I'm kind of, we do another show, Professionals and Animal Lovers show, and I really would think I could like cats, but I'm allergic, like stupid allergic to cats, and they make me sneeze, and I like scratch the back of my, I kind of look like like that, they make me meow. My point is, I I don't know what my point is. No, my point is, I would like to have a cat. But your quarters, I like what you're where you're going with that, like living in quarters. I told somebody the other day. Do you remember when like people used to say, well, you know, you're going to do this job or this career and then you retire and then and then this happens. Right. So and I think this is relevant to the work you do, too, because. First of all, I don't actually see myself ever doing nothing, which is like retirement seems like doing nothing. Right. So like I I do like to play golf, but like I I don't want to play it that much. But like so I made a point where what I like to do is I retire like every week for a little bit of time, right? So it, it when you were talking about these quarters and stuff like that, I have a lot to say what you commented on. When you talk about these quarters, it's like having these little segments of your life. Like instead of like crushing it, let's say, into like 90, 100, 120 hours a week for like 35 years, why not like stretch that work life out like longer and like live while you're working, right? And not like... Uh, that we went to the intrepid yesterday i told you in the break before we got started we went to the intrepid yesterday that was a trip man i hadn't been to the intrepid in like literally like 35 years like i didn't even know how long the intrepid i was like yeah i was telling my kids because i before the day started i did not really have a concept little thing i was like yeah um yeah this uh this aircraft carrier has been there for like 100 years well it hadn't been there for like 100 years it's been there since like 1982 and because 100 years ago it was like Probably didn't exist because it was a World War II <laughs> aircraft carrier. So probably wasn't even built yet. But a man who didn't uh, want to see it go to the scrapyard, the Intrepid was on its way to the scrapyard, right? That he didn't want to see that. So he made a nonprofit, of course, made a nonprofit organization. And it's a museum and it's an incredible museum. And there's, there's a space shuttle there. Space shuttle enterprises there. Like, what a trip, man. Like, this is stuff that, like, maybe when we were kids, we weren't digging. I don't think I was digging. I don't think I realized it. But, you know, what a great opportunity to connect with my children in a retirement mode, right? I retired for about 19 hours yesterday on a Thursday midweek, right? 
And we went in, learned how one of my daughters totally digs history. And, you know, I sort of knew, but I wasn't like, didn't have a keen awareness how she dig in history. She loves learning about this stuff. And I'm like, wow, what an experience, right? Now, a whole lifetime could go past and you don't have these experiences, right? We're going to talk about memory. We're going to talk about memories. Ironically, somebody had spray painted something on the street, on the on the sidewalk, on my walk over from the parking garage, which we'll have to remember to get that. I'll pull it out of my phone. Something about memories, and I think it's relevant for what we're going to talk about today. I just want to go back, and I there was this, it was a line you made. Then we'll t- then you make a comment, and then we'll go to a quick break. But this is a leadership comment you made that I think is incredibly important that leaders need to hear. If other people see you take care of yourself, they will do the same as what you said. Gang, it's one thing for, you know, oh, look at me. I showed up here to the office at 630. I had my lunch at my desk. I barely moved. I had to use the restroom, but I just stayed at my desk for 40 minutes. Even while I still had to go to the restroom, but I was like, oh, I'm going to muscle through this. Right. And then I left at 745 at night, having put in, you know, a long day. Right. Okay. That's one way to teach people to do things. Another way is in practice to take care of yourself, self-love. Maybe step up and actually leave your desk and have that meal. Go for a walk around the building. I call my mother that first day of spring, whatever it's, I go, oh, it's beautiful out. I say, do yourself a favor. Have your lunch outside. Go for a walk around the building. Get away from your desk, right? It's just a thing I, for her specifically, I feel like I make that move. That's what it is. That to me is leadership, Lauren. What do you say on that before we go to break? That's perfect. I agree with you. hundred percent. That's easy. Let's go to break. Tommy D and Lauren right back. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, the conscious consultant hour, awakening humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern time. That's the conscious consultant hour, awakening humanity Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That's right. Cut through the static. Join Tommy in his attic. I had to make the flight. Flight? No, I had to make the walk up two flights up from the kitchen to get up here. But don't worry about me, man. I had a bunch of coffee. All right. So my guest, Lauren Vlacos, is the executive director and CEO of ADRC, Alzheimer's Disease Resource Center. As we talked about a little bit in the first segment there, uh, Lauren was a CEO for Suffolk County Boy Scouts. She served in the United States Peace Corps as a volunteer in Niger, West Africa, earned her BA from Gettysburg College, her MS from the New School. And here's the one that's st- two that stand out for me in this certified fundraising executive, the CFRE, right? Is that that's the uh, title there? I, I've been taken by that because I see I've met some people over the years that have had that designation, and I know it's a very important designation in our field. I want to hear a little bit about that, but I also this one that 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 really hopefully we can get to talk about today. 
Lauren's also master gardener. Now, is that a certification or did you decide like some people go out and say, hey, man, I'm a master connector. Like, did you come up with that? No, you can take the course through Cornell Cooperative Extension. And so it's like a 17 week class and you, you know, you learn all different things about gardening and trees and plants. And then you get, you have to do so many community service hours. You have to do an action project and then you get certified by Cornell. And then you're supposed to continue to give actually Um, a lot of master gardeners then continue to work at some of the community gardens. They'll do projects for schools and continue to give community hours back to, to Suffolk County or Nassau County, depending on where you're a master gardener. I'm, I'm here in Suffolk County. Yeah, I never know how these conversations are going to go because basically, like I say to most people, this show is is my guest and I having a cup of coffee together, yeah. literally and figuratively. But it's like that to me is what it pulls on strings in my mind is going. So she's a master gardener and she runs this organization. Has gardening played into the work you're doing, or how can gardening play into the work that you're doing with the people and families that the organization has supported? So even back to your first segment, gardening for me is like my self-care. I love, like, you know, I've turned half my backyard into a garden. I grow all my own berries. I make my own jams. Um, no, you're like, you're like pioneer woman. I love Yes, it. I'm like Laura Ingalls. Totally. Homesteading, man. Homesteading is back, I've heard, too. I, I didn't know what's going on on Long Island, though. Yes. It's funny. I'm in a lot of those Facebook groups with the homesteaders. Yes. I should join one of those groups, man. I think I can party with those people. Look, you know what? I I was watching. It's funny you say Laura Ingalls because the other day I'm flipping through the channels and I see um, Michael, uh, Michael Landon Landon, on on, whatever happened. It looked like everybody had COVID-19 on the show all of a sudden because they were like, whatever, it was some kind of pandemic and they were... Michael Landon was running back and forth and it was like, couldn't see his family because he'd been exposed or whatever. And I was like, yo, man, I said to my wife, and it's funny because she knows me a long time. I said to her, oh, man, that looks like such an easier time. She's like, are you kidding me? If you had to work on a farm, Tommy D, like seriously. And I'm like, that's not exactly the part I'm talking about. Like the part I'm talking about is like there's no phones. There's no 900 emails to catch up on. There's just like it was just simpler time. And I wouldn't know any better. So if my thing was I got to I got to hammer in this post and I got to go milk the cows or whatever my bag was. I I would just have to do it. You didn't know any better. So anyway, people are going back in time a little bit with that stuff, right? Yeah, I think they are. Um, but I've, I've always gardened. It's funny. I have a dream for like a garden, but like a, you know, like a very serene, like garden with like, um, maybe like hanging trees and stuff like that, like where you can go mellow out. You go to self-care again, where somewhere you can go sit and meditate. There's this place up in the Poconos where there's this little house and the house is across a bridge and it's right off of Camelback Mountain. And when we go up to Camelback and we're driving back, we always see the house and and they go, oh, there's that's house. So there's Tommy D's house because like, I want to buy that house and cross over to the bridge, which the bridge goes over this little creek or crick. And it goes across there and it's just like, it looks like so mellow. Like Lauren, like my voice changes like when I think of that place. So anyway, I want to build a garden. So we got to talk gardening offline on another show. Maybe we'll just do another show about gardening. So let's talk about the organization and and really resource center. What does that mean? I, I mean, I could rip things off the website. I'll, let's start with this. Let me just read the mission statement. To provide care, support, and educational programs for family need, and to be advocates for local families who are coping with Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. When somebody comes to the organization, they've just received this news. Maybe they had suspected this was affecting or afflicting their family member, and now they know, right? So what what happens? How do you receive? Well, some it? people don't know, Tommy. So <laughs> we just so, so we just had all these holidays, right? So people went home. They had you know holiday dinners with their family. Some people haven't seen you know their parents maybe in a year or so, and now they're like, hmm, you know, mom seems a little off, or whoa, you know, dad seems a little off, and then they contact us because they're actually not sure what to do. They're like, you know, I started noticing these behaviors. You know, this is some of the things that are happening, and they're like, you know, what what would be my first step? Like, what should I do? So often it's you know getting them to understand uh, they might need a neurologist. Uh, or, or go to their general practitioner and start really just talking about what is happening in the sense that, you know, maybe they were an accountant in their career, Tommy, and now they can't uh, balance their checkbook. 
those things might be happening. You're an accountant in their career and all of a sudden some basic fundamental stuff they're having trouble with, Correct. right? Like logic and reasoning. Or maybe there, we just saw yesterday that Wendy Williams was uh, diagnosed with frontal temporal dementia and aphasia. And what was happening previous to her, you know, kind of coming out in public, she was acting really erratic. I mean, she was saying some crazy stuff. I, I mean, how old is she? I, I don't know. Do you 59. Know? 59, gang. 59. 59. And yep. so she was acting really erratic and crazy and trying and doing some crazy things. And at first, you know, people don't really know what that is. They're just like, oh, you know, oh, midlife crisis or something. But really what was happening is, is that the frontal part of her brain was being attacked by these plaques. And so they really start um, affecting your judgment. They affect your behavior. They affect the it filter. Like, it might know? look like mental health, right? It might look like a right. mental health, right? Correct. And so, you know, um, again, maybe spending money wildly, uh, saying things, you know, that you wouldn't normally say. And so your family is like, whoa, where is this coming from? Like, you seem like you're a little off your rocker, you know? And so, again, people might think there's substance abuse going on, but until you go to the doctor and really start speaking about, you know, this is the way my loved one was, and then it almost seems like a switch has happened. And now this is what, what's happening and going on, because it can definitely be something that's happening in the brain. Wow. Uh, it's, and, and the thing that I pointed out when you said 59, because, um, you know, in, in even um, in conversations you and I've had, you know, these challenges are affecting younger and younger people. And, yes. and it's coming up. In, I mean, you've can you speak to that a little bit from just, you know, anecdotally of some of the stuff you've seen with with families that come to you guys? Yeah, so we definitely, we have one family, um, the mom, she has younger onset Alzheimer's disease and her children are in high school still. Her spouse is in law enforcement and she's becoming where she can't be left at home alone. You know, she's um, a danger to herself, safety concerns, things like that. And, it, you know, it's a lot even for her children. You know, it's like they're in high school. They want to share all these wonderful memories and experiences with their mom. But she's not really there anymore, Tommy, to be honest. It's, so, so, it's so sad. It's so sad, gang. Hug your people now. Like, talk now. Give the love. Give the compassion now. You're guaranteed nothing but this moment in time. I'm telling you this stuff. And I'm not like... Yo, I haven't figured it all out, man. I screw up constantly, but I'm just trying to say, if you can find that opportunity, you don't know what's later, man. You don't know if there is later, man. Like just this stuff hits me, Lauren. It's just because it's, it's, it's real. It's like, you know, um, one minute things are awesome and the next minute is the next minute and things have changed, you know? Yes, but our organization offer also offers a lot of enrichment programs. So just because someone has a diagnosis, it doesn't mean life is over for that individual. You can still have lots of fun. You can still enjoy time with your loved one. You can still make new memories. And so that's a lot about what we do as well. It's not all like, you know. <laughs> and, I'm, and again, maybe thank you for that, because maybe what I was being was like a little defeatist. But my point is like, you know, yes to everything you said. And we got to live in the moment, too. Like have to experience it like uh, this is this is on the street yesterday this is like literally i'm walking down the street right you're not gonna you might have a truck tough time making out but it's spray painted on the street it says you never know a good time until it's a memory hmm. and i thought that was very interesting spray painted on the street in new york city you never know a good time until it's a memory like it's it's all you know i, I we want to live in the present but then when once it's happened now it's a memory and it's something we can look back to right we want to live in the moment though as i was saying anyway i throw that out there for you all that might be something relevant to you maybe you needed it i don't think i randomly just walked across that sidewalk and saw that yesterday so i was supposed to tell the world about it so you know you mentioned how there's there's still things folks can do and there's different activities and all that stuff and we're going to talk about that today but i remember um so our friend tori cohen at the Long Island Long Island Alzheimer's and Dementia Center, right? Different, but friendly with us, right? With yeah, your, definitely. Uh, I had the mini horses from Horseability pay a visit to Tori. Uh, so in the Day Have program they have over there for the individuals they do work with over in Westbury, um, they have all sorts of programming, you know? And I was like, listen, Tori, I want to bring the minis in so we brought the mini ponies they're not ponies excuse me the mini horses they're never going to be bigger they're always tiny this videos of me with the minis are they're, they're just really special um but that's just there's so many so much programming and so many different things different 
uh, services that we could provide. We're going to talk more about that when uh, when we come back. So when we come back, let's talk about the experience the organization's doing and, and just some stories. We'll be right back. Philanthropy and Focus. I'm up and down, man. Let's just have a good time. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. My God, I'm doing work behind the scenes, man. God, I'm like, I'm, my show is interrupting my show. Like, how crazy is that, man? Let's go, Tommy. Let's go, kid. Get it together, babe. All right. So, um, yes, good. I'm seeing the note. Good. Lauren and I are doing... I said this a couple weeks ago on the show. I was always, like, jealous. Like, when uh, Conan O'Brien, like, they'd go to commercial and Conan would lean into the guest and they'd have, like, a little chuckle while the rest of us were on the way to commercial break. And I was like, what are they talking about? You think they're like, yo, you want to grab a slice of pizza after this? Or you want to grab a Heineken after this? Like, what? I was always curious. So they're probably doing what Lauren and I were just doing in the chat. I was like, listen, there was something. I went for a visit to the organization's headquarters. And... I actually got like a stone. You have these rocks there that have like words of inspiration, right? Like maybe like love or or celebrate or compassion, right? Yes. And I took two. I gave one to my wife. And um, we were talking, and I'm just going to bring it up. We were talking about Robin Williams because I have this, um, I have this Robin Williams quote that I use all the time. Um, I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to say it. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind, always. And I'm very taken by that quote. And uh, wow, it's, I'm a little emotional now. But that particular quote is is something that, I, for some reason, I have a connection to. Some a man I never met who was obviously a very very talented actor and comedian but had his own battle that he was going through. And when I was talking to you, the, your organization was at the time, this is probably in the summertime last year, <clears throat> excuse me, was <clears throat> was showing the film, which the film is called Spark. Correct, yes. So how did you all, now Robin Williams, for those of you who don't know, had Louis body dementia, but when you told me this, Lawrence, I didn't realize, like, tragically, you know, Robin Williams took his own life, as we know, um, but he didn't know he had this. Is that right? Yeah, he was struggling to figure out what was going on. He knew that he was slipping, that he was losing his spark. And he was uh, making both the the last movie, The Night at the Museum 3, and also working on his TV show. And he was just really struggling to remember his lines, try to remember the line with the scene that he was working on. Um, he was having uh, looping patterns of hallucinations. He, his sleep was um, interrupted and he had been 
going to doctors and trying to understand what was happening. And they were, they just weren't kind of giving him definitive answers about what, what was going on. And right before he ended up dying by suicide, he learned that they wanted to put him in inpatient treatment to really start doing some major scans on his brain to see what was happening. And so I think in the back of his mind, he knew that, you know, that this was going to be a progression because he could see even within himself over 10 months as he was trying to understand what was happening, like he was progressing in in the sense of just really kind of losing himself within the disease. And so, yes. And what happens is, is that even his wife at the time, you know, he passes away and they do the biopsy and the coroner, the medical coroner calls her in and says, this is one of the worst cases of Lewy body dementia that we've ever seen. And so that was a real, it finally gave her, you know, the answer was like, wow, we now have like a name to put why all of these things were happening because the Lewy body dementia just doesn't affect the individual who, who, who has the disease. It is affecting everyone around them. If Robin wasn't getting sleep, then his wife, Susan, wasn't getting sleep when he's in, you know, a looping hallucination pattern, you know, it's the wife who is there, who's trying to calm him down and be like, that's not really happening. Like, come on, you know, calm. and when someone's caught in a loop, you can't really snap them out of it. You know, it's really hard to bring him back until they kind of come back in it themselves. And the frustrating thing probably for Robin was, is that he did have moments of clarity. He had moments where he knew that something is wrong, you know, and he was really struggling. So yes, we have access to a documentary that was put together by his widow, Susan. It's about 45 minutes long. And it really talks about this and this journey as she uncovers what it was that he had. And then she makes it her mission to start educating others to even go to Congress and ask for more funding for research that more people would be aware of this. That's incredible because that's the ripple effect, right? You know what? I I mean, in how many, how many of us in the nonprofit sector, you know, see out of tragedy comes these great opportunities for people to change the world. You know, I'd like to kind of wink and say, no big deal, changing the world, just change it. But no, it is a huge deal, obviously. You're showing the movie, which I did not know about until we were just a break, sort of like like Conan O'Brien whispering about what's going on. But you're showing the movie on uh, Tuesday night, February 27th, this coming Tuesday. Correct. Tuesday, February 27th, we'll be at Brightview Senior Living, which is located in Sayville, and we're going to show the movie from four to six, and we have a panel discussion. So people are more than welcome to um, attend. If they're interested, they can go to my website and then reach out to me, and I'll get them signed up. We'll also begin showing it at the uh, Suffolk YJCC uh, in June. So more information will be available for that too. We've been working with libraries and a lot of community organizations. The Bristol Senior Living as well has been showing the movie to it, some of their various locations. So if folks are interested, they can just reach out to myself and I can get them the information. All right. The website is adrcinc.org, adrcinc.org. You can always reach out to me, Tommy D. Philanthropy and Focus, P-H-O-C-U-S. You need to get to learn. But I just updated my calendar to say from four to six, I will be watching Spark in Sayville on Tuesday night. Um, and, you, you know, like it, it's I just joined the JCC in my neighborhood. Hmm, awesome. uh, yeah. And maybe not maybe because it doesn't take me long to kind of make friends. But what we could do is as I sort of make my connections in the space, maybe we could talk about how we get Spark in there. But is that something you want to continue to kind of take on a roadshow to to educate people? Yeah, and that's what we've been doing for the last year. Now I'm actually looking at some documentaries about frontal temporal dementia. So again, Bruce Willis has been very public about his diagnosis. As I said earlier, uh, Wendy Williams has now just come out public with her diagnosis. And there are some documentaries available. So again, even though the name of our organization has Alzheimer's in it, we're really about trying to educate people about all of the dementia. So that's where people are confused, Tommy. So the word dementia is very similar to the word cancer. It's an umbrella term. And then within under that umbrella, you have all of these different forms of dementia. And what and really why they're different is because they're affecting different parts of the brain, whether they're affecting the front part of your brain, the middle part of your brain, or towards the back of the brain. And all of those different parts of our brain can t- control our different behaviors, how we think, how we reason, our logic, our language. So a lot they're using that fancy word right now, aphasia. And really, that's just a word for that you're having trouble with language, remembering words remembering uh, speech patterns, things like that, word recall. You know, so oftentimes if you see someone who's like, you know, the who's he watched it, the whatchamacallit, you know, him, her, because they're struggling for the word recall and that part of their brain there could be there could be something going on. Sometimes 
There's other um, issues where it could just be sleep apnea. So again, it's really important that people go talk to their doctors about things that they're seeing and make sure that other things are ruled out first before they're like, oh my gosh, maybe I have a form of dementia. There could be something going on, but there could be other things as well. So it's just really important to kind of rule out some of those other factors first. Thank you for all that. And thank you for that whole, I, I, I see, I had not heard it framed that way, dementia, cancer, like where it's an all-encompassing umbrella type phrase, right, or, or um, term. So that's that's really and it, and I, and I saw. See, you you didn't speak super technical. I totally understood what you're saying. Like it's different parts of your brain control different functions of the body, right? So if it, uh, one part of the brain is affected, it's obviously going to affect the outcome at certain things. Um, so really, really thoughtful. And the fact that you're going to go out with this documentary and then other documentaries. I don't know about you, Lauren, but I love being told stories. Like. Yes. I, that's my bag, man. Like, tell me a story. Read me a story. Like, I, I like to read and I like to write in the in my books and stuff like that. At the same time, I love audiobooks because I like people to read to me. So our friend, I think, you know, my friend, Renee Daniel Flagler, Girls Inc. of Long Island, right? So Renee is actually a um, very well-known author. She writes two two genres of books. She writes uh, romance novels and she also writes like motivational, like, you know, your your, your life's journey type books. These are her books. So, so one day I bought one of Renee's books and I was like, Renee, I wanted to read your book while I was listening to the audio book. And she was like, um, Tommy, I don't have my books. Like, I'm, I think this was a text message. It's like, I, my book is not an audio book. I don't have it done. I said, well, how about this? Can I call you at 730 tonight and you can read me the book? <laughs> read me a bedtime story. <laughs> oh, she said, no, she said, I cannot do that. Um <laughs> Anyway, I hope you all are laughing because we're laughing. Um, I, when you look at the the opportunity that's presented, that that an organization like yours answers those opportunities, and really with some of the day in and day out stuff, can you talk a little bit about that? Like the experiences families have, even the experiences your staff has when they're dealing with folks. My staff is amazing, actually. We do a lot, Tommy, and we serve a lot of Long Island families on a very small staff. So we have three individuals. We have a social worker who goes and meets with families for free to really hear about what's happening in their life. And then we'll provide referrals and references for them, uh, depending on what their needs are. We have a program director who runs amazing life enrichment activities. And I mean, we have a slew of them. We do art expressions in the community. We do art therapy programs. We have bingo. Oh, my gosh, people love bingo. Yeah. <laughs> they go nuts for bingo. Uh, we do baking programs virtually. We do drumming at the Parish Art Museum. We do really? equine. So you were talking about horses. We yeah. actually instead bring the folks to the horse ranch. Where do you go? Do you go to Palamon or you go somewhere else? We go out to Calverton to a place called Spirits Promise. And the reason we use them is because the horses are all rescue horses. And so, it, you know, and sometimes people don't want them either. And the idea is that we pair and we groom the horses and we're just in their presence. How often do you do that? And when can I go? When is the program? Who's the program person we're talking about? Let's shout that person out. Her name is Carol Hartman, and she's amazing. She organized all of these. The pro, the equine's going to start. It's once a month, March through August. And I believe this month, it's like the third Wednesday. We usually go out on Wednesdays. Al, it's your boy, Tommy Gate. I want to come out. I know a little bit about horses. Spirits Promise, you said, right? Spirits Promise. It's located yeah. out in Calverton. They so I know the Warrior Ranch Fund, which is out there in Calverton, yes. too which they, again, rescuing horses, rescuing animals, and then these animals get partnered up and work with veterans. And I mean, oh my God, I, I can't, this show, I'm going to cry all the time. Calverton, I want to go. Let's, Carol and Tommy in Calverton, let's figure that out. I'll bring Italian ices if it's appropriate. I got to talk about the bingo thing. I was the MC at Pasta Bingo here in the neighborhood a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. I think I think I have to be the MC for Boston Bingo even after my kids are out of high school. Like I'll always have to be the MC. Black dress shirt, black tie, gold jacket. My daughter says I remind her if you guys are familiar with the movie, Collins, I hope you're listening. Uh if you're familiar with the movie The Hunger Games, there's a guy called Caesar Flickerman and he's like a game show host so and I always wanted to be a game show host and it's things the, the worlds are just colliding. I heard you say baking. I heard you say drumming at Parish Arts Center. 
one I just dig I have a Kunga and a Kinta on the other side of the attic. Gang, you you wouldn't be you would be so surprised if you knew all the stuff that was here in the attic. I can't move around very much, but there's a lot of stuff here. But I would bring my Kunga. I don't know how to play it, but I would bring it and learn how to play it. But this is the kind of fun because you know, it, through a creative expression, I shout out the Spirit of Huntington Art Center. You know, creative creative expression ignites minds, ignites hearts. It's so in, incredibly important. And have you been to the Spirit of Huntington with me? Spirit of Huntington. I haven't, no, not yet. I want to go. We talk about it. Like, for, okay, yeah. you got to come. You got to come there. We'll do a tour. You'll meet the team. It's such a special place. And I know we have programming that would benefit the participants and the families right. in your programming as well. Um, we do have to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about, uh, I don't want to talk about everything, but I want to talk about Saturday, May the 4th. All right. And then I want to talk about March the 14th, which is the, the event. And, um, you know, you have a, a, a very well-known speaker in this space, in this world, which we'll talk about, uh, Dr. Sandeep Jahar. Um, and I, when I see him, I'm going to say Dr. Jahar, and then he might say to me, Tommy D, call me Sandeep. And then I'll say, but my mother always said, Thomas, he's a doctor. You refer to him as doctor. So we'll see. Doctor, we'll see how that goes when I see you on the 14th. But anyway, Lauren and I will be right back on the program in a moment to finish up, talk about what's upcoming, and how you all can help. Good, Lauren? Sounds good. All right, we're going to a break. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of the hard skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to the hard skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Tell you this, man. I'm going to tell you this, everybody. Listen up, listen up, listen up. Announcement. If you're going to do the thing, do the thing. You know, I just listened to my theme song. Nonprofits need connections to move in right directions. Cut through all static. Join Tommy in the attic. Yo, that was just an idea. It's just an idea. Now I'm out there making connections and nonprofits. I think are better off because they get to meet each other. And if I'm the catalyst that puts them together, I'm thrilled to be it. So that is what. Oh my goodness, something just up oh, like a squirrel. There goes the ADHD. At 4 p.m. at the event, apparently there's going to be an ice cream social. Who knew? <clears throat> so I was just about to tell you that I'm probably – so I bought a lavender suit that I wore to the New York City Imagine Awards. And as I stare at your website, I'm wondering if it would be the appropriate for the MC of the event. You're not, your head is nodding. But now I'm concerned because I'm a little messy, and I might have to change – before I have go to the ice cream social, because I don't want to ruin my suit by spilling any ice cream on it. Um, anyway, I'm sharing the website right now. Uh, ADRCinc.org, ADRCinc.org. I actually have, uh, where I pulled up right now is the education conference event. I'll scroll up to the top gang if you're just coming back, but check it out. There is Sandeep Jahar. The book is, uh, his first book was Intern, A Doctor's Initiation. 
And then his bestseller uh, was his other bestseller is My Father's Brain. It was a memoir in a relation about a relationship with his father in the late stage of his father's life, who had as he succumbed to dementia. If I'm not mistaken, Lauren, um, Dr. Jahar was sort of at this point. I'm a doctor, right? And now my dad has this problem or this challenge or this illness, and I can't do anything about it. Isn't that sort of some of the journey in his, of his conversation? And that's also when you're navigating the disease, especially with your siblings, everyone has opinion about how it should go. And so he's very humble and honest in sharing, you know, how, you know, his brother, who's also a doctor, you know, has thoughts about how it should go or his sister. Um, And even his own ethics come into play. You know, as a doctor, it's do no harm, you know, save life no matter what. And it comes down to, you know, is his dad really there anymore? You know, and he begins to, you know, struggle with that in the sense of, you know, I, I, you know, my whole life I've been this way, you know, save everyone's life. But now this is a different kind of disease than being a cardiologist and dealing with heart disease. I mean, super interesting. Dr. Jahar, I'm going to text you. Maybe you could read me your book if it's not already out there on audio. Renee said no, but I'm just going to keep asking. I had Matthew McConaughey read me his book. I mean, he probably, to full transparency, he had recorded his book. It's on Audible. He would read it to you as well, Lauren. But as far as I'm concerned, when I paid like eight bucks that month, McConaughey was reading it to me. He didn't reference me by name. He was like, hey, Tommy D, I know you're listening, but I just feel like it was him and I. Am I ridiculously silly or is this just the- No. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say yes. Um, all right. So, look, that I, I want to just say, you, you know, if they go to the website, they could see – all the topics, descriptions, you got game changer, how to improv, how improv exercise. This is, I can't be the MC because I have to go to all these sessions. I can't do it anymore because how improv exercises in games boost well-being, creativity, and community. And then unlocking potential, as you said earlier, the Montessori method in dementia care, progress in the diagnosis and treatment for Alzheimer's disease, uh, navigating the continuum, a comprehensive approach to dementia care. Um, do you know my friend, Nicole Christensen? I do, yes. We got to make sure Nicole's out there that day. Nicole's already, yeah, she's already bought a ticket. She'll be oh, there. Love her. Shout out to Nicole. She just celebrated 10 years in business as a patient care advocate. Yes. Uh, planning your future, protecting your assets. And family. Yeah, right. Planning your future, protecting your assets. Gang, you know, you spend this whole lifetime, you know, focused if you if this is part of your focus on amassing wealth or or at least security. And then and then it could all just flutter away, right? If, if we don't have the proper things in place 9 a.m the event starts ice cream social at four there's a whole bunch of stuff between 9 a.m and the ice cream social but we went over that i remember you and i were like joking about this when when you first asked me to do it and we're like oh my god you you had said to me like you can go to the breakouts i like are you kidding me of course i'm going to go to the breakouts i'm going to be like running back from the breakouts with everybody else and, go, and i'll be sitting in the seat and i go tommy you're supposed to be in front of the room like what's going on here um all right, super fired up about this. Northwell Health, a gentle touch senior care. Some of your sponsors, Russo Law Firm, Senior Care Companions, Artist, Senior Living, Colmac, the Arbors. So many, 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 many law firms here. So I can't say them all. Um, but check out the website and you will see them all. Lauren, what do we need to leave people with? There's also the event I want to talk about uh, on May 4th. So Tell me about that. Tell me what, what do we, I like to say this, let's leave it all out on the field. Let's leave it on the field before we go. So what do they need to know before you leave? So they need to know they should go now and sign up for the education conference. Again, it's Thursday, March 14th at Stony Brook University. The parking is going to be free guys. Um, We have food for you all day, wonderful program planned. So please go sign up and register today for that event. And then on Saturday, May 4th, we will host our annual walk and memory festival. And so this will take place at Marjorie Post Park in Massapequa. And it's an opportunity for families to come together, celebrate their loved ones, uh, access resources again, and just enjoy a really nice day where we raise awareness for Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. And we also celebrate those who have been impacted by the disease. Now, I don't want to be silly or maybe I don't have a choice anymore, but like you got, I'm holding, I'm sharing this little yeah. It's got like little baby Yoda, which I think his name is not baby Yoda. It's something else. But um, 
Are people going to be in costume at this thing? So I've already contacted the 501st Legion. They're a volunteer organization made up of Star Wars characters, and they're supposed to be on site. So I've requested to have a bunch of stormtroopers there with us. Wait a minute. I've met them somewhere. Now, I just realized something. The 501st, as in 501c3, like, is that their bag? I, I never caught that. Grogu, Grogu, Grogu. Grogu, yes, it's Grogu. Thank you, Logan. Thank you for being there, man. <laughs> when Mick Collins isn't around, Logan's got my back. You know, so the 500, 501st Legion, I can't remember where I saw. Oh, I know where I saw them. I was at, um, I think it was uh, AHRC Suffolk had a walk mm. out, at, out, out east. Yeah. And telling you, man, it was like 95 degrees. And these people were in these like full, what is it called? Like stormtrooper. Like stormtrooper, yeah. They're gonna be a stormtrooper costume. And they're like literally like Disney style legit costumes. Oh, shit. No, no, legit. They were like pre-roll, but I was like, dude, you gotta be sweating, like you gotta be dying in there. Like, what's anyway? Don't I don't want to be in one of those costumes, but I always like a picture with, with people like that. That's always right? fun. so that event. So you're you connected with them. We should talk to them. We should I, I need to meet them again. Um, Lauren. We have a live band. We have food. We have music at the walk, too. We have a lot of games. Bring the kids in strollers. Come out and join us again Saturday, May 4th at Marjorie Post Park in Massapequa. I love that park. I was just telling you earlier, that day with you, I'll be there. And then the next day, we got the best buddies of Long Island Friendship Walk in the same park. Shout out to Marjorie Post Park, Unqua. My buddy, Mike D'Onofrio, owns Premier Payroll. They're right there on Unqua Boulevard. Is it Boulevard? Unqua Road. Unqua Road. Look, Lauren... I'm totally jazzed. You're my friend. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate what the organization does. I mean, it's a real shot in the arm for you to invite me to be the MC at your event. It's always fun to get out there and be on the front lines. You know, when you asked me to do it, of course, the ego was like, get in there, Tommy, do it. And then I, I sat back when I got past that and it was like, you know what, man, this is what it's about. This is on brand. This is what the nonprofit sector connector is about. That's why would you do this, Tommy? You're an insurance broker, right? You own a benefits agency. Well, yeah, but that's like, that's my business. But like, this is totally on brand. It's a nonprofit organization, changing the world, supporting people that need support, getting the world out, getting the word out in education. And I go, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. So Lauren, you empowered me to lean in and do something that, Maybe a little bit outside my comfort zone, man. I don't always like being in the front of the room. I often hide in the back. Nah, you know that's not true. The first time we ever met, I was running a panel discussion at Viscardi for a bunch of nonprofit leaders. Shout out to Viscardi. Shout out to the Health Health and Business Alliance. My buddy, Bert Lurch, the president there. But that's how you and I met. And I appreciate your friendship. So let us know how we can help in any way. Obviously, gang, if you want to connect with us, you know you know how to connect with me, Tommy D dot NYC and Instagram and Lauren. You go to adrcinc.org. Leave them with something, Lauren, before I say bye. It's adrcinc.org. You. What did I say? K. <laughs> I thought maybe it was ink like like tattoos. <laughs> no, like incorporated. Come on, Tommy. I know. I know. I still <laughs> adrcinc.org. T-O-M-M-Y-D. See you guys later. Make it a great day. Lauren, thank you. I appreciate you. Likewise. Be well. Take care. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift. Educate and power. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business, or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. 
While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. <laughs> 